And welcome to the UVM podcast, the place where we discuss all things related to utility vegetation management and the ways in which we can collectively improve the reliability, safety, and legal and regulatory compliance on transmission and distribution networks. I'm Stephen Sislovitz, and I'd like to start by saying hello to my co-host, Nick Ferguson. How's it going, Nick? And who are our guests today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks, Steve. I've, uh, I've actually just booked flights for my first business trip in 20 months. I'm looking forward to trees and utilities in Minneapolis in late October. On a related note, today we are going to hear from the Utility Arborist Association, and we are lucky to have both the outgoing executive director, Dr. Phil Charlton, and the incoming executive director, Dennis Fallon. Dennis and Phil, thank you for joining us today. Um, but before we introduce Phil and Dennis, let's uh, hear a quick message from the sponsor that brought you this episode. This episode is sponsored by Live EO. Live EO offers the market-leading satellite-based vegetation management solution, which helps vegetation managers to improve network reliability and safety. The software automatically generates grid-wide vegetation overviews from up-to-date satellite imagery and provides insights about tree location, height, species, and vitality. The system calculates vegetation risk for each span and helps in budgeting and prioritizing cutback activities. The best part is, for listeners of the UVM podcast, they offer a free pilot for 30 miles of overhead lines. That way, you can find out for yourself whether their analytics are of value to you. If you are interested in the free pilot or in learning more about Live EO, just go to live-eo.com slash UVM. Or simply send a message to info at live-eo.com. And welcome back, folks. And welcome to you, Dr. Charlton and Mr. Fallon. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Nick. I've been looking forward to speaking to you. Likewise. Thank you for having us here today, Steve and Nick. Welcome, gents. Let's start with a quick background on the UAA as an organization. Phil, would you like to handle this one? Yes. Um, The Utility Arborist Association, probably better known as the UAA, um, it's a member organization that's been around for over 50 years. Uh, It began before really there was a utility vegetation management uh, programs at most utilities. They just weren't formal programs back then. It was just a handful of guys, and at that time, just guys, uh, that served sort of an administrative role at their utility advising on vegetation issues. UAA provided an opportunity for them to network. As the industry grew, so did the group. Today, UAA has a membership of over 5,000 utility vegetation management professionals. And our membership uh, is engaged in a lot of different ways. Uh, We have over 14 committees working on things like safety, environmental stewardship, education, and uh, just other areas to advance our industry. Networking is probably the most valued service offered by our members or to our members. UAA uh, offers a lot of different opportunities for networking, training, and education, uh, including the premier industry event, which is the Trees and Utilities Conference. The Trees and Utility Conference is just a great event. Uh, it's the result of a partnership with the Arbor Day Foundation and uh, It's a wonderful opportunity for networking and education of our members. The UAA uh, also promotes best practices. Our members uh, participate on the ANSI Standards Committee, and we've worked with the ISA in developing the industry best practices, uh, each of which are firmly rooted in science. Uh, 
That means our BMPs have been developed based on past research. And to remain innovative, we recognize that uh, we have to continue that research. So we're committed to that. UAA worked with the Tree Fund to build a million-dollar endowment that supports ongoing research specific to utility vegetation management. Most recently, uh, UAA has worked with the Utility Vegetation Management Association of Western uh, Canada and the University of Wisconsin to develop and deliver the UVM Professional Development Program, which is a college-level course that uh, gives aspiring managers the equivalent of 10 to 12 years of experience through an intense two-year program. Uh, we've also worked with Butte College to develop a line clearance worker program as a tool to recruit, train new workers uh, to help meet the constant de demands of our industry. So you see, we're a very diverse group with a lot of activities. That's uh, certainly very impressive, Phil. Is there anything that you'd like to add, Dennis? Yeah, thanks, Nick. When we listen to Phil describe the roots of the organization and from whence we came, it should become clear pretty quickly that this is not an organization of a handful of guys anymore. It has a much broader and more inclusive membership. The organization is powered by researchers, practitioners, environmental advocates, educators, trainers, and thought leaders. We have been and will continue working hard to improve access by removing barriers of entry in an effort to increase our industry's diversity, equity, and inclusion. The work our committees and the organization as a whole have done for the industry is awe-inspiring, and it just keeps getting better. Safety is a prime example of some of the positive outcomes from hard work that the committees have done. A positive safety mindset of, is part of the UAA's culture. We start every activity with a safety moment. We have a public service safety messages that are going out to all arborists, and we have folks working on how to make us even better at safety tomorrow than we are today. Continuous improvement is not limited to safety either. Environmental stewardship, education, operational excellence are all also deeply rooted in UAA's core values. Phil, I think we've known each other for probably more years than either of us would like to admit. Uh, but for the benefit of the audience, can you provide a bit of background and overview of your own professional career? Well, I've been working in the industry for over 40 years now. Uh, I started as a graduate student at West Virginia University that doing research on rights of way in the Catskills and Adirondacks of New York. These were some of the early studies that led the industry towards IVM. I was then hired by ECI and began focusing on the development of information management systems for uh, utility vegetation management, and then on helping utilities develop their first ever formal distribution and transmission vegetation management programs. I've had the privilege of helping over 150 utilities in seven countries build that first VM program. At the time, uh, ECI was the only consulting company that focused on the utility vegetation management industry. And uh, I sort of went along for the ride as we grew from five to 500 employees. I left ECI as president in 2006 and joined UAA in 2011, where I served as executive director for 10 years. And earlier this year, I turned the reins over to Dennis. Dennis, how about you? How did you get involved with uh, UVM and what did you do prior to taking the reins from Phil? Steve, I've always enjoyed being outdoors more than I've enjoyed being indoors. That enjoyment led me to study forestry and later arboricultures. I started to figure out I like people as much as I like trees and timber cruising can get awfully lonely. 
Shortly after earning a degree in urban and community forestry in the mid-1990s, I took a summer job as a contracted forester for an investor-owned utility based in Minnesota. That summer job soon transitioned into a full-time role that gave way to a forester position with the utility. I worked my way up the ladder from forester to managing a comprehensive transmission and distribution IVM-based veg management program for two operating companies that spanned across five states. When the opportunity to think even bigger picture and help advance the entire industry that I'm passionate about came around, I started asking questions. The answers to those questions all pointed me to my current role. Great stuff. So there's been a, a lot of change in the UVM industry over the last decade. The problems of droughts, fires, climate change, catastrophic weather events, and increased regulatory scrutiny have all put a greater focus on the work of utility arborists. So how is the UAA helping out with these issues, and how has it impacted your work? Phil and Dennis, uh, who would like to take this one? Nick, I can take this one. You know, utility arboriculture has been an underrecognized part of our communities for a very long time. At the beginning, it was simply about keeping energy flowing. Over time, how that was accomplished became as important as if that was accomplished. Society had transitioned from a simple energy quantity position of, is there energy here, to an energy quality position of, well, how good is that energy that's coming to me? Users are as concerned about the energy that where it's coming from, how the lands along the delivery path are being managed, as they are about availability. Our environments, along with our attitudes, are changing. Climate change, catastrophic weather events, and regulatory scrutiny are all real factors in the decisions utility vegetation managers must make every day. The UAA is actively working to utilize available science to develop and deliver relevant training opportunities and educational resources that can be used as a guide in decision-making as well as stakeholder engagement throughout the entire process. Our goal is to be the resource of choice for all stakeholders by serving as subject matter experts and bringing the voice of the industry forward. Our membership encompasses almost every aspect of the UVM industry, and we support that broad base through objective and actionable best practices that are all rooted in science. Thanks for that, Dennis. Phil, I got a question for you. We were both involved in the growth of the consulting utility forester profession, particularly with you being past president of ECI. Maybe you can talk a bit about cuffs and the value they add to a typical UVM program. You're right, Steve. Uh, consulting utility foresters or cuffs, or they're named uh, various things by different companies, uh, they really have become an important part of our industry. As utilities added more and more tree workers, uh, it found that it needed more and more work planners, notification specialists, QA, QC, and safety inspectors, and more. And several consulting companies have filled that niche by uh, first recruiting and then training and managing that specialized portion of the workforce. Uh, these roles are often where utility vegetation managers begin their careers. In fact, I think you'll find that many of the senior managers that work for the utilities began their careers as consulting utility foresters. Dennis, I know my company, uh, at my company, we pay for all of the cuffs to maintain membership in the UAA. Can you say a few words about why every cuff should be a member of the UAA? How much does it cost for an individual membership and what do they get out of that? Steve, that's great to hear. You know, membership in the UAA for anyone interested in the care of lands near infrastructure, especially energy infrastructure, is probably the biggest no-brainer since the invention of water. You know, and water really never had to be invented, so it's the huge no-brainer. You know, for $40 a year, a member gains direct access to over 5,000 passionate land managers and their industry resources of choice. The association's trade magazine, The Newsline, 
in and of itself is worth the price of admission to the group. Six times a year, relevant content is delivered through a single platform that is informative, educational, and committed to enhancing a professional's development. The organization offers webinars, member discussion portals, reference materials, and the opportunity to participate in committees committed to advancing the industry. The value of the membership benefits the UA offers far exceed the cost to participate. Oh, I should also add, students enrolled in forestry or arboriculture college degree programs, they receive an annual membership for free. It's waived. And who else should join? Maybe you can give us the types of professional backgrounds your membership is made up of. Nick, the UAA membership base is made up of frontline tree workers, safety professionals, utility employees managing vegetation management programs, the companies that support as well as deliver vegetation management programs, researchers, environmental advocates, regulators, industry opinion leaders, and thought leaders. This diverse group brings a wonderful spectrum of past experiences, education, and training that give the organization a seemingly unparalleled depth of perspective. Everybody should really be a member. Dennis, I know the UA is also behind quite a few new educational initiatives around the country. Can you talk a bit about them? Yeah, Steve, this is really an exciting time to be involved in the UVM industry. Research, science, and formal education opportunities are only growing. You know, through a partnership with the UAA, the UVMA, the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, a college-level professional program has been developed and is being delivered. And as Phil described earlier, it's designed to give aspiring managers the equivalent of 10 to 12 years of experience through an intense two-year program. In California, members have been working with the community college system to develop and deliver a five-week entry-level program for tree workers and folks that are interested in becoming tree workers. That provides participants with the equivalent of up to six months of on-the-job experience in just under 200 hours. That program was successfully and safely implemented in the height of a pandemic with all the restrictions, and it continues to grow. We're in the same process of expanding that program across the United States and hopefully beyond. Those same members have also developed a training course in the, with the community college system for UVM for pre-inspector training. These programs are in addition to the organization's regional meetings, the Utility Vegetation Manager Summits, Frontline Worker Safety Summits, our annual conference with the Arbor Day Foundation, involvement with best management practices publications, and there are some other exciting educational initiatives in the works. I guess this is a question for either of you. I know we all miss our mutual friend Nelson Money, who passed away in May of 2020. Can you take a few moments and talk about Nelson and also tell us about the scholarship that was set up in his memory? I'll take this one, Steve. Nelson worked for Pacific Gas and Electric for many, many years. And I'll have to say, being one of the people that one of his contractors, that he wasn't the easiest client ever. Um, but he was just a, a unique guy. And I'll always remember him probably most for what he did after he retired from PG&E. He certainly set an example for all of us that are later in our careers and uh, looking for what's next. Nelson was just committed to mentoring people who were starting their career. He was committed to the UAA. He served as president of the UAA, but I think his particular passion was the UAA magazine, the Newsline. Uh, it was always a newsletter. Well, Nelson made it more. He worked relentlessly to make it the magazine it is today. And it's one that the UAA, the entire industry, I think, can be very proud of. 
We wanted to recognize his unique contribution. UAA established the Nelson Money Memorial Scholarship Fund to provide financial support to college students through scholarships to foster a greater appreciation and awareness of the utility arboriculture industry. We accept applicants. Uh, They have to be enrolled in a major, a minor option or program related to the practice of arboriculture or forestry, urban forestry, or utility vegetation management. And it has to be at an accredited college or university. We should probably also take a moment to recognize the recent tragic loss of another industry leader, mutual friend, and colleague, Will Nutter. Phil, can you take a few moments to remind our audience who Will was and how he impacted our industry? And also, Dennis, if you'd like to add anything, feel free to do so. You're right, Steve. Will Nutter's passing away was a tragic loss. My prayers are with his family and his co-workers at Wright Tree. The whole industry has lost a great man, a guy that's just known for his integrity. He had a way of speaking with people uh, that always let them feel he cared and valued what they had to say. Will was uh, president of Wright Tree, but he was also president of UAA when I was hired 10 years ago. He was a leader that was willing to roll up his sleeves and do the work. He volunteered in a lot of different capacities at UAA, but I think his real passion was for the safety committee. He didn't just talk safety, he lived it, and he wanted to make it part of our culture as an organization and in the industry. I'll tell you, I will certainly miss Will Nutter. Steve, Will was a mentor and moreover a friend. He valued people and genuinely cared. He was passionate about one of the topics that transcends all areas of the industry, regardless of what you do or where you work, and that was safety. He paved the way for folks to think bigger by working together across competitive bounds on making the industry a safer place, which in turn makes the industry a better place. His presence is already missed. Uh, Thank you, guys. Uh, And I agree with all your comments, both with Nelson and with Will. Uh, let's move on. Phil, as, as you get ready to transition into your next career, what projects or accomplishments are you most proud of during your tenure at the UAA? Steve, I mentioned the fact that I had the opportunity to help about 150 utilities build their very first vegetation management program back uh, when the industry was first emerging. Uh, you know, that was just a, an opportunity to work in different areas with different teams, and it was just a great experience. I'm also particularly pleased to have been part of the group that founded the Right-of-Way Stewardship Accreditation Program. After the federal regulations for transmission lines came out in 2005, um, the industry started in the wrong direction. They were leaving behind the principles of IVM. It was a knee-jerk reaction and one that wasn't good for the utilities and it wasn't good for the environment. The accreditation program was intended to help the industry get back on track. The standards they developed weren't just developed by the industry, but by a wide range of stakeholders. And these standards have raised the bar for the whole industry. The ANSI standards were later revised to align with the right-of-way steward standards. And now the UAA ISA BMP for IBM has been revised in the same way. You know, Steve, I'm convinced that uh, the UAA and our members need to be leaders in environmental stewardship. If we don't lead, then we're going to find other people that don't even know what we do will be the ones leading us. I wholeheartedly agree with that, Phil. And that, of course, leads to uh, a question for Dennis. Um, What would be your focus as the new executive director of the UAA? Nick, the UAA is doing great things on a lot of different levels already. 
you know, my focus will be to grow these initiatives along with their reach across North America. You know, as I mentioned earlier, this industry has been in our communities as long as energy delivery has been a part of our communities, yet we often remain under-recognized. You know, the same folks that are willingly pack their bags, leave their families for weeks at a time, drive heavy equipment across large geographic areas to aid strangers impacted by natural disasters that have impacted energy delivery systems are often decried in their own communities when they are routinely managing for the same outcomes. More awareness to the value of the industry and the folks that make up this industry, that needs to be brought forward in our society and brought out into the forefront. Well, thanks for that, Dennis. And Phil, I have one more question for you. While I know you are, quote, retiring from the UAA, us old guys never really fully retire from the industry. Can we expect to see an announcement in the future that you've started yet another career in the UVM business? And if not, what will your upcoming hours, days, years, and decades be spent on? You're right, Steve. Uh, I'm ready to cut back, but I'm not quite ready to completely retire. Um, I'm going to continue to provide some limited consulting service work that I've done in the past. Uh, I want to continue my work with the Right-of-Way Stewardship Accreditation Council. But Steve, over the years, I've been particularly energized when I've been able to help with innovation and growth. I've sort of become passionate in recent years about safety and environmental sustainability. And fortunately, I found a company that shares my values and has given me an opportunity to bring all these interests together. So I'm going to be working as principal advisor to Iapetus Holdings. Uh, Iapetus is a minority-owned company that owns and operates several infrastructure services companies, including Atlas Field Services, Gold Coast Utility Specialists, Hyperion Safety and Environmental Solutions, and most recently, Soaring Eagle Technologies. They're leaders in mitigation, inspection, safety, audits, high-tech imaging, and reporting. And, you know, I just see this as a great opportunity for the last chapter of my life to do what I'm passionate about. Well, congratulations on that, Phil. And with that announcement, I think we're getting to the end of our time here today. Nick? Thanks, Phil and Dennis, for taking the time to chat with us today. Uh, I'd like to end by asking both of you to say something to the folks who are just starting out in the industry. Do you have any advice, observations, or wisdom you would like to pass along? Nick, I'll just say that I have found utility vegetation management is just a wonderful place to have a career. I find the people in our industry, they're good people. They're committed to doing the job the right way. And it's been a pleasure to work with them. I just encourage those uh, that are getting into this industry to uh, enjoy it and to spread the word. It is a great place with a lot of diverse career opportunities. You know, Nick, I've got to agree with Phil. Utility vegetation management is a great career, and the opportunities go way beyond the iconic image of a tree worker near energized infrastructure. There's a place for anyone's passionate about people and the environment. The UAA is here to help should folks have questions about where to start or how to advance in this field, and we do need to get the word out. We need more people to come in and, and get involved with this. It's a great place to be. Well, that's probably a wrap, guys. That was an enjoyable conversation. I know that I will keep in touch with both of you in the future. I also know we will keep our listeners up to date on the future issues and initiatives the UA is working on. My last request is how can folks get in touch with you or the UAA? Well, for me, you can find me on LinkedIn or feel free to email me. My email is simply my name, Philip Charlton. Philip only has one L, and it's at gmail.com. 
Steve and Nick, I appreciate the time we've had together today, and I'm looking forward to seeing you both in Minneapolis at the Trees and Utilities coming up. You'll LinkedIn along with the UAA website, go to uaa.org, are the best ways to find me. Thanks again, Dennis and Phil, for participating in the podcast. The beer is definitely on me at the Trees and Utilities Conference next week. I will end this episode with a message to our listeners. If you're in the audience, we'd love to get feedback from you and would also welcome any input you might have on future guests or topics that you'd like us to cover. Please send us an email to podcast at utilityvegetationmanagement.com and we'll make it happen. That's it for today's episode. See you on the next one. Thank you.